Hey, welcome back to the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Matt April, and I'm here with one of our amazing all-star members, Jayza Corbett. Jayza, hey. can you say hi to everybody? Or G, can you say hi to everybody? Yes. Hello, everybody. How are you? Can you introduce yourself to <laughs> the people who at home who don't know who you are? Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Jayza Corbett. I have a, a longer name than that, but I'll save on time. What is your longer name? What is it? <laughs> you, you, do you mind sharing? I will share. Okay. Yes. My full name is Jayza Laís Mora O'Reilly Corbett. That's my full name. Yes. Including my maiden name, because I keep that in there and, sometimes. And what's the background? What's the history? What's so your name? So my mother is from Brazil, and Jayza, which is that's how you say it in Portuguese, Jayza. is Brazilian. Laís was my mom's first name which my sister and I both share that. And Moda, which is M-O-U-R-A, is her maiden name, my mom's maiden name. So we share that as well, yes. And then O'Reilly is my maiden name. That's my dad's name, of course, and uh, he's first-generation Irish. So I have a very interesting background. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> and Corbett, because... And Corbett, because I Keith. am married to a Corbett. <laughs> yes. yes. I am married to a Corbett. Yeah. So uh, let's... I want to introduce yourself a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about you, and so that we can get a better understanding for who sure. G is. Who G is. So um, I am a local here in Westchester. Um, I've lived here for eight years. Um and moved from North Carolina, not originally from North Carolina. I've lived in a lot of places, but that's where I came from before moving here. Um, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, originally. And um, I am 45 years old, and I have two daughters, a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. They keep me very, very busy. They do. Uh, And I've been a member of Bent on Better for, geez, three years? Mm -hmm. Almost three and a half years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, close to that, yeah. Um, and, and that's, I guess, uh, well, yes, I, (laughs) thank you very much. (laughs) I am wearing a shirt. I do own a business, um, a small business owner in the area, um, central emergency response systems. What do you do that with that? So, um, my sister and I own it. So we are a women owned business, which is Mm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yay. Right. Um, we purchased it from my uncle. Uh, who ran it locally here in Westchester. He lives in Westchester uh, uh, close to four years ago. And we provide emergency response systems that seniors can have in their homes. Um, You know, if there's an emergency, the kind of I've fallen and can't get up type units where they push a button and they get connected with the help that they need. So we provide those types of systems in home, but we also have a commercial side to the business where we sell similar type systems, um, which would be called nurse call systems, to assisted living and independent living communities in the area, and actually nationwide. We have customers all over the country. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, that's been fun. It's been fun learning about that uh, because that's not what I started out to be. <laughs> what did you start out to be? Tell me, tell me about that. I have, uh, goodness, I should take my resume out because there's just too much on there. Let but, me hear uh, it. So I went to college uh, in North Carolina. Okay. And Where'd I you graduated. Go? I went to High Point University. High Point University. Yeah. Okay. Which is in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, it's the triad area. So Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point. They're the three. And... Um, I graduated from there with a degree in English, communications, actually. Um, 
And immediately following college, I worked for a newspaper um, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I kind of did a myriad of tasks, <laughs> writing, a uh, little photography, um, just all those fun things that the lowest man on the totem pole does when they get out of college. Okay. Yeah. So did that for a while. Um, and that kind of pushed me into that area. Uh, I worked for a publishing company as an editor um, that went into another newspaper, the, um, the Wilmington News Journal. I worked for them for several years doing uh, editing and proofreading. Um, and started getting into page layout and graphic design, which led me to uh, another position with MBNA America, um, which they are now Bank of America. They were bought out oh, wow. a while ago, yeah. And uh, so I worked for them and did graphic design and screen print. Um, and that's kind of where I thought I was going to be going, you know? You never really know. You never know. You, really you know. don't. No, Not at you all. Don't. You think you you're on one path, and then something says, nope, this is your other path. That's you need to right. Go this way. Yeah. So um, from there, uh, in the midst of all that, I got married um, to, I guess you would call him my college sweetheart, as people, I would never call him a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't refer to each other as that. That's okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we got married, and um, he was in school, and uh, it, it, in grad school, excuse me, and uh, got a grant to do some um, research in Brazil at the university down the street from where my mom's family lives, wow. coincidentally. So we packed up everything, sold everything. I quit my job, sold my car, sold just about everything we had, and we moved to Brazil. And we lived there for about two years with my family. Whoa. Which was wonderful because I got to spend some really good quality time with the side of my family that you know, does not speak English as their first language. Uh, so that was wonderful. Uh, I went to school while I, while I was there because I could. And I also taught English as a second language. I got certified to do that. And I taught that at two different schools. So I taught, um, uh, you know, teenagers and their parents. And then I taught for a private company that, you know, anybody could, could learn there as well. So That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was really fun. So the timeline fun. for this was, when was this? When was this old? was um, 2004. Five to two thousand seven. Okay, around that time. Okay, yeah. And the girls weren't the girls weren't in the picture yet. They didn't exist they didn't yet. Exist no, yet. no. Uh, the end of uh, I'm sorry. The midway through two thousand seven, um, I had Livia. Okay. Yeah, and we moved back to the U.S. and we lived in Indiana for a while, which I was n never lived in the Midwest. Mm. That was a big deal for both of us because we're East Coast people and. That was very interesting to not have an ocean really close to you, you know? Yeah. That, so that was interesting. Nothing around but dirt, right? Yeah, right. But we lived in a college town because that's where my husband was going to school at the time for his um, graduate degree. Okay. Uh, or his PhD, excuse me. He's gone to many schools. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, being <laughs> it's, a professor. It's a long process. Yeah. yeah. So we lived there for a few years. Livia was born there. And... Then we moved 
to Greenville, North Carolina, which is actually where Keith is from. Okay. And uh, he got a, a position teaching at East Carolina University. And I was home with Livia. That was like the first time that I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything for a little while. But that gets a little tiring, you know. We bought our first home when we were there. So I got back into it, and I slipped into it in a very odd way. Um, I was working in retail. I, I was managing a Bath & Body Works down there, and I did that for five to seven years. Uh, I was still doing that when I moved up here. Um, and then that was that's not for me. I was good at it. I'm very good at managing that kind of you know, uh, atmosphere, but it definitely was not. That's not my style. And those hours are not my style. It was very hard yeah. because it, at the same time, Keith was also studying um, and writing his dissertation and we had very small kids. And that was, that was a lot. That's a lot to manage. Yeah, that was a lot for both of us. So that, that was, it, hey, it worked out, you know, it worked out and, um, that actually led us to Westchester. Um, oh, well, yeah, he was, he was studying for his PhD in North Carolina, and then he got a position at Westchester University. Okay. So we were able to, to spend time living near his family, and then my family's up here. My sister's lived in Westchester for a very long time, and my family is in Wilmington, which is super close. So that it, it was so nice to be able to... To do that, you know, to have our kids live with near our families in close proximity for a long time. So and so, being back in the area and being able to be close to your dad and your mom, I know they were a big influence on your fitness. Absolutely. So, yeah. how, when did that? When did you get the fitness bug, and when did you start to take control and and do everything that you did with fitness? So, I mean, this is going back many, many years. Um, when I was eight, my dad was into running big time. He was a big marathon runner. And this was not born out of anything but just the desire to get fit himself. He just kind of found running. Running wasn't even popular in the late 70s and the early 80s. You know, it was, that was a new thing. Um, and he started running with some neighborhood friends and so forth. And anyway, so that was his story. But that's how I got introduced to running. And I remember... Uh, he just, I would go with him sometimes. He went to this local middle school and he would run around the track, you know, like 16 times <laughs> <laughs> to get his mileage in or whatever it was, you know. I mean, he would run five miles around a track. And um, sometimes I would go because he would go really early in the morning and I liked uh, what was around the track. There were like these fun rocks, whatever, <laughs> little kid stuff. And uh, anyway, so he was like, why don't you come run with me? So I got on the track with him and he quickly realized that uh, I had enough stamina to keep up with him. And, you know, maybe this is a long distance runner too. And he was right. He was right. So I ran track in grade school. Um, and then they did not have cross country as an offering in elementary school when I was young. They did after I left, of course, but they didn't have it at the time. Uh, so in high school, I ran cross country, and um, I was quite good at it. Um, I ran, I was the first person, I guess, on the JV team when I was in ninth grade. I was like the top runner. Uh, so it was, you know, that was exciting. Like, yeah. hey, I can do something. I yeah. can do something good. But uh, I, 
I don't really, I, I, I'll say running was my thing, but I mean, my parents were always doing something. So we weren't, my sister and I weren't uh, blind to fitness. We always saw them doing something. I mean, my mom was into step aerobics and spinning and way before that, you know, jazzercise mm-hmm. or what, whatever was out there, yeah. you know. Um, they were very active. So that, you know, that, that was easy to kind of absorb within the household. You know, oh, well, they're doing something. I should do something, you know. Yeah. This is fun. My sister played sports as well. So, and, and not that it, you know, came super easy for us. We had to work at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we found that once we found our niche, then we stuck with it, yeah. which was nice. And you were in an environment that, that uh, just made it a normal thing. Right. So some people have environments where kids are, you know, unfortunately, there's like the epidemic in our in, in the country is like a lot of overweight kids. Right. And it tends to be that they follow you kind of follow the path of your environment. And so when the parents are eating a certain way and drinking things that like excess calories and not being very active. Right. Then the kids kind of reflect that same way. So as for you, with your parents being super active and mm-hmm. I think the same way for I think my kids is mm-hmm. that like they're on the low end of the spectrum, like they're under the normal weight right, right. because because <laughs> we are so active and because it's like the healthier options and the, and things like that. So you were influenced in an early age to understand that fitness is just kind of part of life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I came to that realization many times where I would be at some point in my life and maybe uh, fitness kind of took a back seat because I was too busy with something, whatever yeah. it was. And I would just kind of stop myself and think, what's missing? What, Mm. what, what is not right? What is not here? And it's probably because I stopped running for, you know, a week or so. I could feel that. I knew, you know, if it, if I wasn't actively doing something, um, exercise wise, then I was not complete. Yeah. You know, so from an early age, I always, I felt that for sure. And then Fast forward to more current time. So when we met, so we <clears throat> met, so for everyone who's listening, yes, I met Jaza mm-hmm. uh, or G. I, I met you uh, because I was happened to be a substitute at the local YMCA right, for right. a TRX class. So I had yes. just gotten my certification in TRX, mm-hmm. like, went through two different certifications. I got them. I was so excited. And one of the instructors <laughs> said, hey, Matt, like I'm unable to make this time. Do you want mm-hmm. my class? And I was like, yeah, I do. Right, I right. jumped right in yeah. and you happened to be in that class. I did, And yes. I remember... You were so welcoming and you gave me, I was, I was so nervous, but at the same time I was so excited, like anxious and <laughs> yeah. excited. I was a little between both, but there's a fly in here. Get out of here, fly. Oh, oh. gosh. Beep. Got him. Um, <laughs> so I was so anxious and so nervous, but I was so excited. Yeah. And you, you being in that class gave me this, I mean, I got to, I got to meet with you, work with you, mm-hmm. but you were so welcoming and you were kind of like, Oh, like he's the new guy, like, you know, helping out for, for Wendy and you're going to, you're going to do this. This is what she usually does. This is how she usually does it. And you kind of showed me that I can fall into my own rhythm by following her thing. And I, I don't know, something about that experience made you stand out. I don't remember anyone else from that class. <laughs> Neither but do you, I. But you, but you were in there. <laughs> I don't remember anybody <laughs> You were there. And, yes. <laughs> and in that moment, <clears throat> I think I, we made this connection that there's something a little more to the fitness experience and there's a little more, something more. And so fast forwarding then later after the, I've worked with you a few times at the YMCA and things mm-hmm. you then you, you reached out, right? You heard right. over here and you reached yeah. out. Well, I remember from that experience on my perspective was this guy's got a lot of energy. He's like, 
very motivated, and this is obvious, you know, in in the way that you spoke to the people that were there, and uh, just your sharing personal stories and things like that. And that is appealing to somebody who's there to get fit. That That's what I think anyway. And I just thought, this, this is somebody that cares. And that's a, a big word in, in my book. In whatever business that you're in, I feel like there has to be that caring factor somewhere in there because that makes a difference, makes a big difference, you know? Yeah. And well, thank you. from what I, yeah, you're welcome. But what I got from it was I would love to try and help this person get to where he wants to be. I don't know how I could do that. At the time, I didn't know. I do remember sharing with you some um, fitness professionals that I knew at the time that I had worked with and so forth. And I remember passing your name on to them. Like, I'm trying to network for you somehow. Because I remember you saying, you know, it's my dream to own a gym. Um, and... I said, well, if you open one, remember that? I do. That's so great. That's oh, awesome. I totally do. And I, oh, and man. I remember you saying, you know, that's my dream. And I said, well, if you open one, I'll join. And I, and sure enough, you did. did. And you did. Yeah, yes. I did. Yeah. You did. And, I and it's been, it's been so cool because I've seen your journey from going from like runner and, and body weight movements to lifting and to performing. And I would say like, you're probably in better physical shape now than you were when I met you. Yeah, I agree. No, and stronger. I totally agree. And I mean, you're, you're older, obviously time goes by, right. but you're stronger and fitter now and healthier now than you were when we started. So take me through that journey of just these past couple of years of what you've done and what thing, what challenges that you've realized and why you made those changes that you did. Okay. So, um, as we had talked about before, you know, fitness has always been a part of my life. But there were certain aspects that maybe I didn't take seriously or like take what? to heart. Well, I, we may have actually talked about this before, uh, about um, the nutrition portion, you know. Not that I ate bad, but I always was like, well, I can run so many miles, so I can eat so many plates of whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you get to a certain age, you really can't do that anymore because it makes you feel like crap mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe your clothes don't fit that well or whatever the case is, but um, you have to balance not just what you're doing but what you're fueling yourself to do as well. So um, I, I guess I never really stopped because I was always going, going, going to think about all those aspects, you know, they were there. I just didn't focus on them as much as I should have. And I've taken the time to really focus on all those things. Um, in, and you know, just over the past five, let's say past five years, you know, and you, and everybody changes, you know, five to seven years, you're different. You're always changing. You, you, you have this evolution and mm -hmm. they do say that, you know, five to seven years is your evolution and then you evolve to that point and then you evolve again. Yeah. So, um, I think that I definitely have evolved from that and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. When I started here, like I, I was, I was in shape, but I wasn't in the best that I could be mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. because I wasn't focusing on all those aspects um, and then when I took the time to actually focus on all of them, I was like, oh, yeah, 
<laughs> so walk me through that. Walk me through that for, for people, especially people at home, because yeah. you know, a lot of this stuff is, is, is not only powerful hearing it for me, like it's, it's nice, but it's also for people listening who, who don't know those things, who need to, need to hear from you because you've, you've lived it, you've done it. And right. it's, it's you. So right. what were those things? Tell me those things. So, um, well, one of the things would be not running myself ragged. Okay. And that's balancing, doing the work-life balance too. Yeah. And the literal running, right? Literal yeah. running well, and yeah, like figurative sure. Yeah. Because right. I, I ran a lot more um, for a time period and didn't do as much resistance training, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which for me, I know that that works better for me when I kind of back off one and, and which would be the running yeah, and take on the resistance training a little bit um, deeper, you know, a little bit more seriously, I guess. Yeah. Um, it works well for me. But I think the diet was a big deal. You know what else was a big deal? And I always think of this is my um, sleep schedule. Yeah. That was such a big thing for me. I have always been a night owl. You know, oh, for the longest time, oh, I have to stay up late because I'm going to miss something. Well, what are you going to miss? Why? Never ask the question why. I was so dumb. But once I realized if I just sleep a little bit more, uh-huh. I feel better. And of course, again, when you get to a certain age, you actually need that. Your body's telling you something. So I think, you know, my body was telling me certain things and I wasn't necessarily listening because I've always felt a lot younger than I am, which is a good thing. But I also wasn't adjusting to age and time and I I wasn't, I wasn't self-adjusting. Like, well, let me take it back and kind of reflect and look at how I am and how I feel. Uh, I was just kind of going with it. And um, diet, sleep, they were major, absolute major for me and changed a lot. Made me feel so much better, so much better. Give me a couple of things for, so biggest... Biggest, when we're talking about sleep, what, what did you do? What did you change? So um, definitely going to bed, you know, two hours earlier than I would have before. And that's a big, crunch, you know, chunk of time. Yeah. It really, really is. So you went from how many hours of sleep to how many currently? Um, I went from roughly six, maybe five and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize that either. You know, wow. yeah, I'm getting plenty of sleep. No, you're not. Not for you. Right. Um, to about seven now. Yeah. That's kind of my sweet spot. Seven is really good. And even so, like when I'm, if, if I set my alarm maybe on a weekend or something and it's set, you know, I look at it and it says like seven hours and 55 minutes, I, I won't even sleep that long because I don't even need that if I'm going to bed and resting properly and, and the diet follows that too. Yeah. So certain things I was eating or wasn't eating when I'm adding them or taking them away, that was also helping as well. Really, absolutely, it's all connected. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all, all connected. connected. But you really have to listen to what your body is telling you. Those are that that's major. Those are major, major, major points. Huge that, major points. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one thing. It's it's a combination of all these things. Mm-hmm. It's stress management. It's sleep and recovery. Yes. It's hydration. It's nutrition. It's the fitness. Yes. It's the cardio. There are so many different components that go into it. And most people just look at the one or the two. Right. It's like, oh, 
diet and cardio. Right. If I want to yeah. lose weight, it's right. eat less and it's run more. No, right. that's no, not the not case. Not at all. Not at all. That's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that that's a big misconception with a lot of people that I know as well that they think, you know, if I just cut the calories or cut the amount of food that that's going to do me well. But mm-hmm. actually, you should actually be eating more, mm-hmm. more of certain things. Right. And that's actually going to help you. Right. It's, it's this, I, I, it's many years of listening to, you know, garbage. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> but they don't that's know, it. you know, yes. like that it is actually, yeah, that's not going to help. Mm-hmm. It's not, believe it or not. Or the, you know, we, we see this, I think every single day here. Well, if I lift, then I'm going to get really bulky. Oh. And it's so untrue. I just Ooh. had somebody tell me that recently. No, they were asking, nobody here. I hope nobody here. nobody here. Oh, thank no, goodness. Okay, no. good. Because <laughs> no, I know was, better than that. It was nobody here, but I had to bite my tongue because I was like, I don't really have time to get into right? this whole discussion about it's not. Right? It's going to go in the opposite direction. Yes. It's going to go in the opposite direction and where you want to go. And please know this and please, but I didn't have the time to spend because I was tired and I had to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was getting late. I had you to get my get seven, my hours, seven of, hours of sleep. <laughs> right, right. Oh, so, gee, yes. Yes, it is all connected. Let me just backtrack to what you said about stress management. Yeah. And that's such a big thing. At least it is for me within the last year and a half, two years. I kind of did a self-discovery. And I've invited meditation into my life. Wow. Okay. Tell me about that. Well, I really didn't know much about it myself. I really didn't. I kind of just said, okay, meditation, can I do it? Can I sit still for a long period of time? Yes, you probably can without sleeping. Mm. Um, That's hard for me. It's very really hard. hard. I'm like yes. right here. I'm like rocking back and forth. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it's difficult for some people. It's difficult to clear your mind, mm-hmm. you know, when they say. Just only think about one thing. And you're like, are you kidding me? I'm thinking about a hundred things right now. Right? I'm literally yes. thinking about a hundred different things. <laughs> um, so for some people, I guess they're they're easy. But you can do it. You can train yourself to get to that point. And also the thing I realized is you don't have to do it for like 25 minutes straight. You can do it for five minutes and it does wonders. So I'll tell you how I got into that. So a friend of mine uh, um, is into essential oils, okay, which was also something that I didn't know a lot about either. And she uh, sent me like a little bottle with... Um, Lemon and lavender and peppermint, which is supposed to be good for people with uh, hay fever, seasonal allergies, which I have. And I used it and I was like, yeah, this does make me feel much better. It's not curing everything, but it's helpful. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Anyway, so I kind of got into some essential oils just for, you know, relaxation and that type of thing and sort of combined the two where... um, you know, just using them, diffusing them or breathing them in or applying them to the skin in, you know, certain areas of the body and using that to kind of get you to a point where you can meditate. Just relax. Like I said, five minutes is really all you need to just clear, clear your mind, set your day, and then go forth. 
and that's all I need. And I feel like it's changed. I don't, I don't take my blood pressure. I don't have a blood pressure cuff at home. But if I did, I, I really think that it would be a lot better. I mean, I'm, I have great blood pressure anyway, thank God. I, I've always been like being right where you're supposed for to be. Right, That's, yeah. That makes sense. But just being calm and not having it spike. Because all day long, people's blood pressure spike because of stress, whatever mm-hmm. the stress is. And uh, I just think like those five minutes just in the morning to kind of set the tone for the day makes a world of difference. It does for me. I don't know if that's for everybody, but. But this is really good value yeah. that a lot of people overlook. And right. I mean, I'm even one of them. Mm-hmm. In my own way, I meditate, but I usually do it at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I'll lay in bed. Yes. And I picture a, specifically for me, I picture a blank white wall. I even say to my head, like, blank white wall, uh-huh. blank white wall, white wall, white wall. It's blank. I close my eyes. I do lots of belly breathing. Yes. And in those thoughts and mm-hmm. in the focus and trying to make my belly go up and down, like right. over-exaggerating the belly breaths, yes. I fall asleep. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And that's how I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I meditate before I go to bed. Yeah. And then when I wake up, although I wish I could and I would, I should, I at least tell myself, I'm not going to look at my phone for the first three minutes. <laughs> and my three minutes is like a really, it's that's a not much at all. Time, it's right? a long time. It's a really it's a long, long time. time. I know. And it is. So that's, but mental clarity, back to the mental clarity. Right, right. Stress management. Yes. That's huge. They're, they're huge things. And I think, you know, within this pandemic time that we're in, uh, it's incredibly important. And I feel like people are, are realizing how stressful their lives are and how stressful their lives don't have to be yeah. in certain areas. Yeah. Um, so it is important. It's, yeah, it's, it, it is. And it's so important to not only control what we can control in those times, mm-hmm. but we can also keep in mind that the external input is also going to decide on what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So if we're having trouble because we have so many thoughts in our minds to try to knock out those five minutes of the day or three minutes of the day to meditate, Mm -hmm. try by cutting off things so we have less input. Right. So I can't tell you the last time I watched the news news. Like years. Haven't read the newspaper, the news. I I don't read the newspaper because sadly I don't like the newspaper in this area. It's terrible, by the way. (laughs) No offense, but it is not good. And I am allowed to say that because I did work for several newspapers. <laughs> anyway. No yes. relation to B.O.B. That's okay. Exactly. No relation. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't read the newspaper. We rarely watch the local news. In fact, I, yesterday morning I got up and actually watched the local news for like a, a solid 15 minutes because I, I was away on vacation and I didn't know anything that was going on. Um, so I wanted a little bit of information, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. And guess what? Don't you feel better when you don't watch the news? So much better. (laughs) Like, because there are so many things that I won't be able to control in my life every day. We have hundreds of things that bombard our thoughts every single day, every single minute, every single day. Right. So I would rather control the things I can control Mm -hmm. so I can control the input by avoiding certain things like the news, like the newspapers, like the radio, like the talk shows, no matter what it is, whether it's funny, goofy stuff or whether it's like current times, whatever, I know that I'll find out from someone else who's watching it (laughs) or I'll find out from my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed, which I also limit to, I limit one hour a day. That's all I'm doing. So it looks like I'm on there all the time. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, 
looks like it, but Are I'm you not sure about that, Matt. I'm, I'm on there sure. for an hour. I limit those apps. You can check it out. You can look at my phone. <laughs> it, they're all shut down. Yeah. So that's, but, but back to the stress before yeah. we get too far, it's, it's fitness, it's cardio, it's nutrition, it's sleep, it's hydration, it's stress management. There are so many components that go into a healthy lifestyle right, right. that we cannot just pick and choose one or the other. It's all of them. Right. And if you're not someone who's able to do all those things, start with just one. Yeah. Just one makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. I agree. I mean, we all have enough to worry about with, you know, jobs, children, if you have them, family members, uh, the list goes on and on. And we know that everybody has their worries, Mm. but you can make those worries less stressful on yourself Mm -hmm. if you do those types of things, you know, you limit the, the input because there's plenty of input all the time, or you take, you know, five minutes to yourself to just block everything out, lock yourself in the bathroom, you know, and, uh, take a couple deep breaths, um, breathing. I love to get back to that because I've been reading a lot about that lately and it's just so incredibly important and people have no idea that they're breathing wrong. I didn't know I was breathing wrong for as long as, you know, because as a runner, you obviously have to breathe pretty deeply, Mm -hmm. um, depending on how fast you're running or how long you're running or whatever the case is. And, uh, there's there's a way to do it where it changes how you feel and that's amazing yeah. that's that is amazing to me yeah um so i'm i'm currently trying to educate myself on that as well because that that goes into meditation too mm-hmm. if you're breathing and exercise mm-hmm. if you're breathing a certain way you can actually perform the exercise better yeah. you can relax yourself even more during meditation or right before you go to bed. And yes, I do do it before I go to bed sometimes too. And with my kids too, yeah, I'll get that. That's a good way to get them to relax because they have enough stress on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have all these pressures on them and Mike anyway, I mean, your kids are a lot younger than mine. Mine are, you know, in the thick of that. And, uh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm doing all the worrying for them, but I, and I would like to take all that away from them. I don't right. want them to. So these of types of things, yeah, it is part of being a parent. But being able to impart those types of uh, skills, because mm-hmm. they are skills, you know, to learn how to do these things, knowing those things that you can control yourself. If you know that early on, then it's just better for you as you get older, you know. Absolutely. And I wish I knew a lot of those things too. I do too. And it's up to us yeah. to change our kids, to change the future for everything. I'm going to do a quick commercial. Yes. In that meantime, and while I do it, I mm-hmm. want you to think of what you would say to someone who was in your position, someone who was an avid runner, okay. who'd been running for a long time, who has been in the fitness world, but hasn't looked into the other areas. So hasn't looked into strength training, hasn't looked into recovery and breathe, all those different things. Mm-hmm. When you think about what you'd say to that person while I give my commercial, and then we'll do that, okay? Sounds good. So if you're listening here on, oh my God, the sun is blurring in my eyes right now. 
Got a beautiful light coming in from the sun. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you see me blocking the sun in my face right now. But if you're looking, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you swing by our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up on this video, and leave a comment in the comment section below. We want to hear about what you struggle with. What if you if you are meditating? I want to hear what you're doing for your meditation practices. What things you're doing currently that you're helping to make yourself just one percent better every single day. If you're listening to this on any podcasting platform, please make sure you give it a five star review because that's how we're going to help more people and change more lives is with your help. If you think we deserve it, of course. If you don't think it's worth the five-star review, reach out to me. Email me at matt, M-A-T-T, at bentonbetter.com or on any social media platform. That's fine, too. Reach out to me. Let me know how we can improve. And with that, I'm going to swing it back to Jayza for those final thoughts. Yeah. So what would you say? What would you do? Give me some good stuff. Give me some stuff here. I would say that um, I think this is also a conversation to have with kids as we're on the subject with kids as well that you know, there, are, there are a lot of sports injuries today because their kids are just focused on one thing and they're only doing that thing and they're only doing that thing and it's leading to stress fractures and you know things that they shouldn't be having when they're you know eight nine ten years old um, so along with you know if you're a runner or whatever activity you're doing and that's the only activity you're doing if you want to get better you need to kind of round yourself out and I learned that early on myself I mean I ran for many many years and I didn't cross train you know, not as much you know and then when I was really introduced to all the things my running got better it got easier um so learning <laughs> learning a new skill within fitness <laughs> is to your benefit is to anybody's benefit um I would say absolutely 100 percent learn something that's going to make your sport of choice or your activity of choice better. Mm -hmm. And I would start with resistance training, weight training. It's all, it's only going to enhance what you already are doing, um, and make it more enjoyable too, right? You're working different muscles. Um, and that would be my advice to anybody who's just in one thing like and that can be frustrating for somebody who's like well I'm doing this and nothing's happening then that is a clue right there you need to expand your horizons <laughs> walk out of that box mm -hmm. look around see what else is is out there because um you know there are people out there to help too there are people out there that want to help Trainers, wonderful trainers here at Ben on Better. There are wonderful trainers that can help mm -hmm. many, uh, uh, many people look in different directions for their fitness journey and to enhance it, make it better. So beautiful. That would be my advice. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. And thank you for hanging out with us here on the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. That's all for now. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.